there are two awesome sponsors of the Watch Me Write podcast and project. The first one is Coach. And you can check out my specific link with coach.com slash Jason. If you want to turn your passion, your idea, your burning desire into an actual business, Coach can help you do it. And they can bring everything together in one place. Your landing pages, your emails, your online course, your digital products. They can just put everything in one place. And even better, they have people who are there that can help you tweak and change and adjust your stuff. They have their own coaches waiting to help you build your business. And a lot of the Watch Me Write folks from the beginning have checked them out, have taken advantage of signing up for free, which you can sign up and check it out. So give them a look with coach.com slash Jason is my link. And then also check out Acuity Scheduling. They are the other sponsor of this project. And Acuity has been so awesome to me. I have loved working with those folks. They take all of my headaches of time zones and calendar scheduling and having to worry about what time works for you if I want to have a call with someone. They've removed all of that from my life. And it sounds like such a simple thing to have to worry about, but it's such a pain. If you've ever tried to schedule a call with even more than one person and all the different calendar times and the time zones, it is the worst. Acuity makes it so easy. They give you a customizable page that you can put your photo and your branding and all this other stuff if you want to do that. They help you take care of clients if you have clients who pay for time on your calendar. There are so many awesome features. Check out Acuity. You get it for 45 days free. You can you can bang on the drums. You can beat the tires. You can whatever other metaphors. I'm in writing mode, so just all the metaphors are kind of coming together here. Check out acuityscheduling.com slash write. That's W-R-I-T-E, and get 45 days free. Thank you to Coach and Acuity for supporting this project. Well, hello there, day five of the Watch Me Write podcast. This is the fifth episode as I have finished my fifth day of writing, and I'm officially in Joshua Tree which is, I'm not in a Joshua tree. That would actually be very uncomfortable. If you've seen one, they look very painful. But no, I am in the area of Joshua tree, staying at a rental place uh, found on Airbnb. Really cool place. It's called the Rock Reach House, if you want to look it up. Really awesome spot. But this is my writing cabin, as I mentioned on a couple episodes previous to this. And it was intentional to come here, not only for the book writing process, but also my girlfriend Caroline and I want to do some 2017 kind of planning and thinking and just do some big picture stuff. And we usually do this once a year. So this felt like a good place and time to do that. But yeah, I I got on a roll today. And I think today was interesting for me because I started out with no topic in mind today. I really just wasn't sure of anything. Nothing jumped out at me. And it was kind of the first time in this process. The first day, I think, was kind of similar but that I just wanted to start writing and then see what happened, see where I went with things. And I went with marriage. (laughs) And uh, this was, I wanted to clear this with Caroline, but we've talked about this a lot. And I think Caroline's going to be a huge part of this book. If you've been watching me write each day, or you've um, even heard me talk about some of this stuff before my book in general, or just my life in general. And she is a huge part of it. And we have some, we've had some interesting discussions in the past just about our relationship and how it's different and how I look at the world differently. And and not that I necessarily want to force her to look at the world the way that I do, but that I want her to at least see it the way that I do, and then we can talk about it. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that, but um, my editor, Lizzie, wanted to chat today after my writing just to kind of touch base and see how we were doing. So I have some clips to share with you, 
And one of the first ones I want to share that I thought was really fun was that she was comparing reading my writing from my first book, which was basically three years ago that I wrote that book. And it was really the first thing I had written that was longer than a tweet. And I say that often because it's true. I really had not written much longer than a tweet. Um, and then I wrote a book. And, you know, I actually read my book Creativity for Sale before starting to write this book. And I was a little embarrassed at some parts of it. I will admit it was not the best, but that doesn't matter. I didn't strive to write the best book. I strived or strove or stroven. I have no idea. This is my first draft of this episode, so who cares? Uh, I just wanted to put my book out into the world and my story out into the world. And that's what I accomplished. And it's what I did. And I was very proud of that happening. So her comments, I thought, were pretty interesting looking back on my first book as opposed to where I am now. And, you know, I was thinking about, um, God, the difference between the process of writing the first book and this book. And so much has evolved in your writing style and your um, just awareness of the way stories like land with your readers that I, as I'm reading through the first drafts in, in Dropbox paper, I'm not tripping up on this constant like, oh, Jason, I need more story here. I need, I mean, yeah, there's lots of opportunities to make this draft shine and we'll take it there for sure. But um, I'm noticing that you're lingering longer in places where you otherwise would have skipped. And it just feels, it feels like a much more robust first draft already, even though we're only five days in. So yeah, one of the things that stood out to me, especially and has stood out to me as I've been starting to write this book, is that I've been writing now for three years consistently. I wrote my book. I write an article every week for my newsletter, The Action Army. It pretty much goes up on my website, Jason Does Stuff. I've written some other things for Medium. And I've talked about this before, but I've calculated that I've written over 3 million words in the past three years. It's really not difficult for me to sit down and write. I don't have that problem anymore. I don't have writer's block. I have built this writer's muscle, if you will. It doesn't mean that I write great stuff. It just means that I don't have the hesitation to write, which I think is very important in anything that involves writing because, for especially for myself, I have editors. So I have Lizzie for this book. I have Chantal Hamilton, who helps me edit all of my writing for my weekly articles. And I do that purposefully because I know I can get the first draft done without much effort. But I know that I need help, like Conclusion Kryptonite, as I talked about in a previous episode of this podcast. I know that I need some assistance in certain areas. And instead of trying to fight through those and do those all myself, I hire someone or I get someone to help me do that. And that was actually one of the points that I made in today's writing as well, where there's a lot of assumptions that people make in their own mind, they make them up and they won't test them. They won't do anything with them. And so I tried to address a bunch of these. And so that was part of my writing today that I thought kind of fit well into this episode that I wanted to talk about and what Lizzie brought up about my first book compared to my second book. And the next thing we talked about was this idea that I, I didn't even really share with her before this process, but I talked about it with her today. And I didn't have a a good way of articulating it other than I didn't want to write a book of other people's stories. I see other authors do this and it works for them. They Those people become best-selling authors. Maybe that's what I should be doing, but I don't like reading those things. I like connecting with the author. I like feeling like I'm in their story. I'm in their world. And if they want to support some of those things with other stories, that's totally cool. But I just don't, I don't like the book of just everyone else's stories because it doesn't feel authentic and genuine to me. And that's just my own personal thing. That's that's my thing. But I was really interested to hear how Lizzie responded to that. And it just kind of gave me a new perspective. I love 
by the way, PS that you just said were like overstoried. And because I know you don't, I know that you don't mean that we're overconnected or we're oversaturated with connecting to one another's stories. I, I feel like your disconnect from Facebook, this is connected to that in the way that what we really want is each other. We don't want to be artificially connected to some inspirational story that's supposed to be the panacea for all of my problems. When we're reading your book, what I'm totally enjoying, and there's no shiny objects that are used to try to sensationalize your own narrative experience. And this is something that we didn't really struggle with a lot in the first book either, because that was your, your main focus was your experience, how you sold your creativity. Um, and there'll be times I'm noticing there, there are a couple of instances of like statistics and things like that, where my eyes will start to get a little bit glazy. And I know that not every reader is that way. You know, most of the action army people are more Actually, I don't know that data, so I'm going to back up from that big fat fallacy. Um, I'd, I don't know uh, what the Action Army readership is made up of in terms of demographic, but I know that um, if if I say, hey, can you put a little bit more story in, I'm not asking for like Tim Ferriss's story. I'm asking right. for tell me how you figured out that this data was relevant. I'm really enjoying the depth of your narrative right now and that you're not plugging in a bunch of artificial or any really artificial stories. It's, it's, I'm loving it. So yes, thank you, Lizzie, for cleaning that up. It is definitely not that I, I don't want connected stories to be shared within my book. It's not that I don't want to highlight other people and things. It's like we've talked about is that I don't just want to cram stories about Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and other people in my book. And we joked about that in the beginning before I started writing, but it, it holds true. I want to support some of my own personal journeys and explorations with other people's stories so that you can see that I'm not just this crazy, weird, lone wolf out you know, in the wilderness or in the desert, if you will, where I am now um, doing these things. But there are other people that do that. But I also, I can write this book in the way that I'm writing it publicly for everyone to watch me do it. And I can get it done every day because I don't have to go and search for other stories. I have all the stories within myself. I've lived this life that I have. And I have some perspective to share based on my experience. And so I'm very proud of that and I want to share that. And that's a big reason why I'm writing this book in general is that I believe the things I've been through because I'm just a normal person. I'm just a regular guy who doesn't have any special skills or talents or any of these things. I just continue to get better and maybe a little bit more courageous in my business decisions and am, am able to do more things because of the things that I have experienced and been through and done. And so I feel like if I can share those, it will help you, the listener, or you, eventually the reader, do the same thing. And maybe you'll hear or read one thing that you'll be like, that's what I needed. That was the spark that I needed to get over my own personal hump of things. So yeah, that was that was pretty much the chat. There was one more thing I wanted to share. And this was, I started talking about emotional languages today. And it led me into a metaphor. And I'll let Lizzie explain it. It was so surprising in a good way, like, you know, how a poem will juxtapose really surprising visuals. And you were talking about how, like, Caroline's emotional or her love language is, like, Italian, yeah. or her communication language, and yours was Russian. Yeah. That was so hilarious. I, I, I was just like, yes, yes, that's perfect. The fun thing about this metaphor to me is that my girlfriend, Caroline, who's going to continue to come around, so I'm just going to say Caroline here, is going to be helping me do the illustrations and design work for the actual book itself, for Do It Differently, the working title for the book right now. 
And I want this book to have illustrations. If you've read the book Rework by Jason Fried and David Hannemeyer Hansen from 37 Signals, now Basecamp, they had a bunch of illustrations that were really cool throughout their book, and I really enjoyed them. I really liked their their style, where it was like story with an illustration that matched that story. And I don't want to copy that, but I want to kind of remix that in my own way. And this metaphor of emotional languages, I immediately had this visual that I think Caroline can create perfectly, where it's like this beautiful Italian woman, and then this very like square-jawed, square-shouldered, uh, you know, when you think like Russian, big Russian guy, it's what you think of. And so I think that will be an interesting visual. And there will be lots of other interesting visuals like that throughout the book that we can pull out and pluck out as I come up with these weird random metaphors. Uh, I even had another one today about a treasure map. And so I think that there could be some really fun stuff, like just in the middle of the book, just to have a big treasure map. And maybe the treasure map actually is for some type of treasure. Like I could plan that far ahead to do something crazy like that. So I don't know. These are just all the things that are floating around now that's fun to share them live, share them through this podcast, share them through the project of Watch Me Write, and just to have this stuff go out there for you guys to enjoy it and check it out and to see it. So I hope you're really enjoying the process and being able to see my writing every day. And uh, if you have come by one day and you're like, how do I get access to all the writing? That's not the point. The point is that you can show up and watch it happen live and you can get access to the previous day's writing. But if you miss out in that window, then you don't get the previous writing. It's gone. It's gone until it becomes an actual book. And that to me is the point that I want to get people excited and interested about the book and really kind of prove their interest and excitement. And if you're not interested or excited, then it's not going to be a good book for you. But if you are, then maybe you'll donate a buck or two to read the previous day's writing if you missed it. Or you'll just be really interested. You'll enter your email address on watchmewrite.co so you can learn more about this book and, and know when it comes out. So that is uh, that is today's episode of the podcast. I want to shout out Coach, who is a sponsor of Watch Me Write, and they launched a brand new website today as of recording this. It is so beautiful. It is such an awesome site. I encourage you to go check it out. And I love that multiple people from the Watch Me Write audience have been checking out Coach. Some people have been signing up, which is really cool, took advantage of that pro plan. You can start for free, which I love about Coach. You can just go there, sign up for free, check it out. And one of my favorite features that I haven't mentioned yet on the podcast is that they basically have people at your disposal when you sign up who can help you review your landing page or review your email sign up form or look at your digital book and see if it should be sold or you know what you should change about it or any of the things that you should do. They're there to help you build your business and as they say, turn your passion into an actual business. So I would encourage you to check out withcoach.com slash Jason. Really great feedback coming from people who have been checking it out. So give it a look, especially with their new website today. And then also check out Acuity Scheduling. You've heard me talk about these folks. I love Acuity. They are my calendar scheduling app of choice. I have tried a bunch of other ones and I don't even use half the features that they have because I don't have clients who pay me for calls, but I know that they can set up recurring payments for you if you want to do that in your calendar. But it just makes it so easy for me to give someone a link and that link is plugged into my Google Calendar and then someone can select a time and then we can just talk and I can get their Skype details and all that stuff all through the link. I don't have to do any of it. It just sends me an email, it puts it on my calendar and I am good to go. And you can try Acuity Scheduling 45 days free by using my link acuityscheduling.com slash write and that's W-R-I-T-E at the end. So check out Coach and Acuity Scheduling and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>